Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. Jordan trying to shake off Starks. Oh, what a move! What up, what up? Welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast. My name is Nick Ingvall. I'm with my guy, Robbie Falke, to talk about some women's signature basketball shoes. We've got a new one in the mix. So we figured we run through a list of all the women that have gotten their own signature shoe. But before we get into that, what's good, man? How you been? I'm good. I'm wearing a Carhartt and not doing Carhartt things. Um, like like most people it feels like <laughs> nothing new there and also i just realized so i do this all the time when we record i have like an article or something on my phone and it, it's 2023 and i forget regularly that i can just airdrop it to myself onto the screen and not like have to like scroll my phone to like keep it lit but i'm good nick how are you i'm good i'm good it's so funny you bring up that carhartt thing because i just got uh i, I forget i think my friend miles um just sent me uh within the last couple of weeks sent this like meme that was going around that was like like basically like all the all the people that actually need workwear not being able to buy workwear and like you know because of all the people wearing workwear but yeah I, i'm with you man we're wearing the same type of thing and, and sitting at a desk all day long so <laughs> it is what it is uh yep. we have some ladies doing work though it's gonna be a fun episode of lady shoes right yeah yeah, one of my yeah. absolute favorites. I mean, we're going to start off with uh, Sabrina Ionescu, who is the reason we're having this conversation. Yes. I, I, I don't know. What do you think? What do you think? Uh, you know, the Sabrina one just kind of got unveiled. There's a few colorways coming out. Man, um, I think it's the right move. It's the second female signature shoe from Nike, I believe, in less than a year. Um, when you think about the untapped market that just keeps growing and growing. That is women's sports, like all across the world. Women's sports are held with reverence, but I feel like in America, it's like, Oh, the WNBA isn't the NBA. So I don't care. And it's like such prehistoric thinking. Um, yep. So having Sabrina truly be, I mean, she was a generation. There's been so many generational talents re in the past 10 years in women's basketball, but Sabrina with, the the social media TikTok when she was in school was like more popular, if not rivaling uh, rivaling male athletes on on different levels. So her playing for the New York Liberty, now getting her own signature shoe, um, her direct ties with the late Kobe Bryant and his camp. Um, she has has the pedigree to push something like this. Now, what I what I will say about the shoe, and I don't mean this in a bad way, it reminds me of like the Kobe phenomenon 
right the, the, like the 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 b kobe line which was great stuff nobody wanted it until he died kind of funny how that works but the sabrina stuff from the kind of scales on the upper uh, which changes that's not a, a specific design cue but this specific gray look reminds me of just like an all business kobe shoe with her name put on it and i mean that in a good way um little call outs to her i love the s logo on the front i love how they reuse the s logo on the unisex clothing line that's going to be dropping this summer also um but it's just a really clean kobe phenomenon or hyper dunk low and that's totally okay with me yeah totally and i think you know even better price point is 125 bucks full length react foam zoom air in the forefoot like it really is Mm -hmm. like a modern version of the phenomenon line and and i think the details on the shoe to me are amazing. Like, yeah, I, I feel like that's been lacking from, from like the guys, line, you know, signature shoes over the last few years too. Like, you know, it's almost like either too forced or, or like just not done in a way that we care about it, you know? Mm-hmm. And this definitely has like, kind of, I'm wondering too, like, just like, you know, the, um, the kind of like back heel swoosh, aspect of it i could see becoming almost like a staple for the line you know obviously the the s logo on the tongue is super dope when i first saw it i thought it was like some sort of a slam i just saw the teaser of that slam and i was like is that the slam logo did slam get a nike shoe but um they have in the past but this is a this is a a way better uh option and yeah i think to your point one last thing the materials like the materials on that first colorway and like the way I I can kind of see this going is the most exciting part about it. Like we haven't mm-hmm. really seen them embrace, you know, like it's almost like the color story has been more prominent in a lot of signature shoes in the last few years compared to the materials. And I think we all kind of maybe miss sub subconsciously miss that about the Kobe line, right? Cause you always had the scales of some sort, the the textures of some sort that made you be like, you look at it and have a wow, but then when you get it in person and have it in hand, there's another level of that wow to, to you know, for the people that are paying attention and really into sneakers. Yeah, it's a front-loaded Zoom setup, and I'm really happy you brought up that swoosh because in the press briefing, that upward swoosh is supposed to s- signify, like, breaking the glass ceiling, like, going up, right? Yeah. So that's a really, really cool detail. There's a texture on that um, vertical swoosh just from being able to see, let's put it simply. When was the last time you saw exposed fly wire on a shoe? If you like, yeah. there's like side windows in the shoe and I don't know if it is exactly fly wire, but it looks a lot like damn fly wire. And that's just such like an ubiquitous Nike tech nowadays that nobody cares about fly wire. It's just part of shoes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a good throwback. Um, like I brought up in less than a year, um, Atlanta Deladon, Air Deladon. That's a a completely different basketball shoe than this, and and I bring that up because it's not like Nike's pigeonholing women basketball players into oh you guys are all smaller than men, low top shoes for everybody. Now uh, Deladon's like uh, she's tall for a human being, but WNBA super tall post player, you know, stretch. So having like, like the high top. Um, ankle support. Uh, I, I believe it's also um, uh, uh, mobility friendly uh, zip in shoe uh, that ties to her sister, I believe. Um, 
flyies. That's the t- that's what I'm looking for. But Sabrina is a completely different player. Sabrina is quick, fast, off the dribble, pull up, you know, making plays. Um, so to not pigeonhole those two athletes who are completely different players into one type of shoe, I think is is the right way. Nike basketball for the most part is all three fours or low tops. There's no like. Yeah, you know, they're all kind of not in a negative way per se, but they're all like a Paul George and a Kyrie and a jaw really all kind of fundamentally feel and look the same. But Nike's yeah. two most recent basketball shoes for women, completely different look and feel. And uh, and you brought up one thing that I think is really important when you first started talking about it, like the hyperdunk esque aspect of it, even though it's a low, right? Like you can kind of see how. This shoe. And the Deladon could actually become even like team colored shoes for the NCAA, for the WNBA, mm-hmm. and almost fill like that, that gap. Because like, I, I don't know if it's maybe it's just me, but like, we haven't really cared about the Nike basketball, like middle of the road team shoes for, I mean, you know, they did like the GT cut and that. But like, and we talked That's about it. it on the on the podcast. But like, we haven't really cared about it since the hyperdunk, right? Like the hyperdunk, the hyper rev, like that, like that era of of like, or that energy around like just basketball shoes you can see everywhere is missing. And to me, mm-hmm. this is like a perfect way to even like cover that aspect of of team sports, but in a way that elevates the WNBA and and the stars in the WNBA too. So uh, I'm. I'm super stoked on this. I'm really uh, the first colorway is like one of my favorites. I know there's a few others that are out there. The ionic, the spark, the magnetic, but that first colorway, I forget what it, if that, I forget which one that actually is, but um, if that's the ionic or the spark, but th- I'm definitely going to try to grab a pair of those when they come out. Yeah. I mean, it's just the GT cut stuff is the successor to what Hyperdunk was. Um, but I mean, Jordan Poole wears and any player who, should be or is wearing gt cuts are just rotating those out between kobe's because they don't want to burn through their kobe's too fast like nobody wants to wear that type of basketball shoe anymore from nike basketball and i mean like the proofs in the pudding everything on here is a gt blank or a signature shoe or a super budget model or it's a budget model of a signature line from an athlete yep so it's like not not a lot. The, yeah, the yeah. There's the GT stuff is really the only option, and I think Sabrina's going to give people that choice. Let's keep it one more. Stewie Brianna Stewart, another New York Liberty player. Her Puma stuff last year. Puma from a one-two punch with Lamelo and Stewie from a performance tech pack. Damn, like that. That's one hell of a one hell of a year from Puma hoops. Um, Absolutely. Stewie stuff got more play. And shout out and love from male players than most of what both any sneaker brands putting out in the basketball line. Like Brianna Stewart, I think she's, if you know basketball and people like Kevin Durant speak about this all the time, it's like your favorite Hooper watches WNBA. Like they understand that like those are extremely talented, amazing athletes and Stewie stuff. She's been at that level, right? I mean, Sabrina was at um, University of Oregon, but UConn baby like Stewie you you do well there it's like you're you're set forever and 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 women's sports like icon and that Stewie stuff is just so good yep Uh, yeah so we we talked about some some of the some of the more recent signatures but 
that Sabrina becomes the, the 12th WNBA player with a signature shoe. And one of the people that I would love to one day get on the podcast was the first to receive a signature shoe from Nike. And I tried to make this happen a while back and I'll have to, I'll have to uh, go back to the conversation, but one of my favorite shoes of all time that just never released in, in a size that I could fit the Cheryl swoops, the Nike swoops, um, you know, like with the, 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 te- I don't know if it was called a tech wrap type thing back then, but it kind of had that like strap around the ankle and then across the forefoot and that it, it actually had the, I don't know if people remember this, but it was what? 95 ish. So it had the same elements and this is why it was so important to me, probably on top of being like the first women's signature shoe. It had like very similar elements to like the go LWP, the penny one, like the lining of the shoe of that black and white colorway had like a very penny one material or like kind of pattern on it. Um, but I, I just thought that was like one of the dopest looking shoes and I, I still, still a bucket list shoe to me. I just, I want to wear it though. I don't want to just buy one to have one in a smaller size, but Hey, if anybody at Nike is listening, whatever, what is that? A, a women's 14 and a half in the, in the original swoops or the retro version. Let me know. He'll take I, it. I'll take it. But, but I mean, what's <laughs> really powerful about that is Nike keeps a relationship with Cheryl. Like she yeah. was, um, my friend posted something on campus and Cheryl was there like, earlier this week or last week. Um, so to not, and, and, and that's a really beautiful partnership, right? Cause I mean, not to make it about boys, but like Charles Barkley wears Nikes, but he doesn't give a crap about like his CB line. Like he doesn't get paid off. Like, I, don't, I wonder if he does get paid. I wonder, but anywho, like Cheryl is just directly intertwined with her footwear and the brand still. And I like, that's the kind of stuff any athlete dreams of shout out Chris Weber. Um, <laughs> <laughs> can't enjoy yeah. stuff like that but no the air the air swoops is one of those i believe it had a nike uh a nike phone uh a nike phone ad yeah when, uh, yep. when it went released too just only iconic shoes get got that so yeah totally uh, the company you hold people very important and then you know here's a really big one uh pun intended rebecca lobo center you see her um commentating you know telecasting and very talented i think she's on espn still or She's been all around. Great commentator. Yep. But Rebecca Lobo, 97, the Reebok Lobo. Think about 97 and look at the design of the shoe. It is so part question, part shack shoe for a female center. That's just like one and one makes two. It, it, it kind of just works in the best way. Like the Air Lobo, not Air Lobo, excuse me, the Reebok Lobo. Um, I think that would retro and do well, it's like a, it's like a Fila disruptor in, in a in a positive way. If a, a disruptor had style, <laughs> yeah, um, you'd have this shoe. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Um, so the next one on the list, Lisa Leslie, who I thought it was super dope that Nike kind of gave her credit with that dunk that released last year. Yeah, haven't done that. Like I think there's like it's not enough, but there is a trend of like let's appreciate these women that have been a huge part of the Nike, you know, story over the years to your point, you know, like having Cheryl swoops involved and on campus. And like, you know, when the, when they brought that shoe back and all this is such a huge opportunity. I I think with, with the swoops line, I can't remember how many shoes they did with her, but I just remember that, um, that one shoe that I just thought it looked like a, like Tim Duncan shoe. It was like the such total a total nine, the total air nine. 
Yeah, big ass bubble on the bottom. Yeah, huge. But it had like a quilted upper, like yeah, I don't know, like like, like a luxurious Ferrari seat. I, I don't know. But I mean, Lisa Leslie. Here's a real fun fact: Robbie was at the very first ever WNBA basketball game ever to be held with the Los Angeles Spark and the Liberty of New York. That was in. I don't think it was Staples yet. It must have been at the old Forum, but '97. No, Staples was built in '97. Right on the cusp. But yeah, I was at the very first games. Like Lisa, I saw Lisa Leslie. And it's like, I I think anybody who grew up with basketball, like in the, in the nineties grew up with Lisa Leslie. I'm in 2000s group with Lisa Leslie, but like the same, the same reason why the Sabrina shoe was good. And the Stewie shoe was good. The, the Rebecca Lobo shoe was good. The Cheryl swoop shoe was good. The Lisa Leslie shoe was good is there's no like gender defining like real it's like a good it's a good shoe period you put that shoe up next to it's like a a contemporary right 1998 let's say the um the garnet 2 right let's just put it next to a contemporary you put the the um the lisa leslie total air 9 and the garnet 2 side by side the lisa leslie 2 i mean lisa leslie looks better than i mean in my opinion than the garnet 2 like i mean i think i think the next one on the list Don Staley's shoe, like oh, S5 yeah. and S5 too. Like if, if you walked into a store, not, you know, like let's say you're removed from sneakers for a little while, you walk into a store and it's like all nineties basketball shoes. I honestly think people would be gravitating towards this, the S5. Cause that shoe was like, this is kind of blasphemous. And I apologize. Cause I really love the Peyton, the gloves, like, but like the S5 is like, in my opinion, aesthetically a better shoe than maybe even the glove. I, I know that might be a little hot, hot. I agree with hot you. take, but the shoe is so beautiful. It reminds me of like, it just reminds me of that era, you know, like 98, 99 that like, like we're moving, we're moving into a new era of design, but we haven't quite embraced like foam posit material or, you know, any of those like super like hyper flight, ultra flight kind of like high, like over, not overpriced, but like high end expensive mm-hmm. models. And that shoe, I mean, I'm obviously a sucker for that, like four foot upper strap on there. But and and she had like probably one of, if not the best, as far as the women's signature shoes, she, in my opinion, had the best like, like personal logo right that s5 combo thing on the, oh, it's, the strap is killer so let's get real next level with it on the outsole it's it's tuned air it says zm well it's zoom but it has the old zm logo on it and it has like black and yellow carbon fiber um yeah window so you can see the carbon fiber through the midsole uh wore it to the i believe the 2000 no 96 no 2000 olympics yeah it would have been the 2000, yeah, 2000 olympics. yeah um, but no, th- this shoe is better than Ari- any Gary Payton shoe to release. Um, yeah, we we can leave it there. We can, we can, we can let the commenters <laughs> do what they do. But I mean, it really is a generational. Again, you could put this shoe next to a glove, next to a KG two, um, and it's going to be contemporary in the best way. I mean, oh, we can keep going, right? Cynthia Cooper's, um, the C fourteen. This looks like. The little chrome swoosh, the the mini swoosh on the the medial side. I mean, on, on the lateral side. Um, this bangers, man. This is like an ultimate 
kind of maybe what the Sabrina shoe wants to be, but like an ultimate team shoe where you can color block the hell out of the C14. Yeah. Yep. This kind of goes back to like, this should have, this should have just replaced one of the team shoes back in the day. Yeah. To be honest. Like it's a better, I don't know. I think it's a better looking shoe, but um, and Kiki McRae um, with the Kiki, uh, the, the Kiki Delta by Fila. Um, Nikki, Nikki McRae, right? Did I say Nikki? Uh, yeah. Oh, my bad. It, it is yeah, Nikki, F- Fila. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pardon me. Yeah. Nikki, uh, Nikki Delta. <laughs> it's the Nikki Delta. Fila, Nikki Delta. Grant Hill vibes much, right? In a good way. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like what you said. It's like if the if the disruptor had like a, a style makeover, right? Like, and then they turned it into a basketball shoe. Like they kind of kind of almost did. Mm-hmm. And then we got the um, the Meek Holdsclaw, BB4, and the Nike Shocks Meek 2001. My, my least favorite on the list. I still can't get with Shocks. Sorry, Shocks fans. Yeah. I mean, this is the least inspired of all of them because it's just a BB4 with holes in it. Yeah. So, I mean, power to her, though. Nothing wrong with that. Um, and it, it is funny because in this post, there's an old, uh, like an actual BB4 next to it. And it, it just doesn't do anything aesthetically better to the design. It's yeah. It's just like changing it for well, change sake. Yep. Totally. I, I will say we'll put links to to like some photos and, and articles about this. But she had the... Uh, um, the the first claw logo, right? Because it was the H mm-hmm. that would look like had like the Wolverine things going through it, kind of, which was pretty mm-hmm. dope. Very dope. Uh, yeah, it is kind of Wolverine-y, huh? Now that I look at it, digging it. Now we have, I think, right, the LeBron James or what's the Diane Taurasi of the WNBA? Who knows? But uh, the Air Taurasi and the Shocks DT, which is Diana Taurasi. The Shocks DT remind me of like the Hirachi 2000. Eight, not really feeling yep. that, but, 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 but the Air Tarasi is a banger. That's like a classic, just like no frills Air Max, and it's great. But the LeBron stuff is where it's at, though, right? Everybody was dying as LeBron PEs. Yeah, that's that's the trouble, right? Once you have that PE line come for for somebody, like it takes away from their own PE line. So, and obviously, some of the LeBron PEs she's had are just. Uh, she's had undeniably some of the best PEs in the LeBron line, probably better than some of LeBron's. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, better than, yeah, we can have a whole episode on Diana Taurasi Steez because she's always had, I mean, like Diana Taurasi is just like, again, another UConn alum, but just like a Hooper is a fucking baller, man. It's like, she doesn't play any games, but she's also like really fun. She's not like, yep. an, like a Kobe doesn't play any games, but sometimes she is. But like, like a toned down Kobe, but still very intense. I don't know. It's a, a great personality on and off the court and a great yep. kick game. Um, and then we have Candace Parker. Um, I mean, her Eric, uh, her ace commander stuff by Adidas and the, she's had another line drop uh, whole collection uh, last year in Chicago when she won the championship with yep. the sky. Yeah. Two years ago now, I think. But yeah, uh, I, I didn't get any of the new stuff, but I actually have two. I have a USA version of the commander and I have a, uh, like a Lakers colorway of the versatility. And she had like, so one Adidas needs to step it up because only one signature. Yeah. 
WNBA athlete on this list. A little weak. But I always loved Candace's ace logo with the uh the three and the the ace script with like kind of like almost like circular heart type thing. Um but that that was such a like underrated era for Adidas basketball too, to be honest. I mean, I haven't got the new stuff, but I I want to, but I hope and I didn't I didn't pay close enough attention to it when it came out. But I hope that they kind of continue on some of the like they did some of the like the camo stuff. Like I know the the Lakers colorway pair that I have has like like almost like a camo midsole that looked really dope. That was like it wasn't like over the top camo, it was just like a splatter print type of thing. But mm-hmm. her her logo is exceptional. Ace being her nickname, three being the number, just like Yep. When when it flows, it flows. And that's just a really good flowing logo. Um but yeah, I mean, Candace is, I mean, she's, Adidas does a good job representing her, but they need to do, they didn't have a bigger camp of athletes than just that. Yeah. And I think, I think the one thing about that, that new, what, what the new, the new is, sorry, the old stuff is a commander. The new stuff is a versatility, right? I think the, um, the new stuff has like a very like. I don't know. It's like, it's like, honestly, it's like what the Harden line should have been. Cause there was a couple of weird Harden shoes recently and the, um, and Candace's shoe looks in my opinion, way better than the, the Harden stuff from that last, from those last couple yeah. of years um, with the exception of maybe the new, I like the smooth, sleek, new, new, new Harden, but yeah. Yeah. There, so, there were, there's a lull for a little bit. Yeah, definitely. So 12 women is all we've got. This is like, we need, we need these brands to step up, man. This is- yeah. But I mean, the beauty of it is I think the progression is, is mounting, right? It's getting, yeah. the, the, the snowball is getting bigger. Cause like now with the NIL and I mean, I follow more NCAA women basketball players than I follow men. Right. They, they're more popular, yeah. like great content. It's awesome. But like every for every Sabrina, there's going to be she's an inspire three other people that inspires three other people. You know, so I think it's only going to build and cascade. But 12 is a little weak, but we're, we're, we're getting yeah. closer we're getting bigger. Three in the yeah. past year. So we'll take it. It's, damn. What do you yeah. say? That's oh. kind of messed up, though. But for Stewie, Deladon and Sabrina. Yeah, that is three in the last year. And. That's one fourth of the total. I mean, it's better. It's better than than not having you know exactly. Uh, very, you know, very uh, true. To your point, I think I, I think maybe we're actually moving in the right direction now. And to mm-hmm. your point, the nil stuff just makes it that much better because I think it's crazy to me that women's college hoops gets more exposure and energy than the WNBA, but that also hopefully will be kind of fixed with the NIL deals because we'll be able to actually see signature shoes earlier Yeah, you know, for these. I mean, if we're keeping it a hundred, I'm more interested in, I mean, March madness is more interesting because it's March madness is such a thing, but like 90% of the time women's college basketball is more entertaining than men's college basketball. I mean, if we're keeping it honest, so yeah, yep. they're, they're coming. Yeah, totally. Cool. We appreciate all of you rocking with us. That's the the 12 women's signature sneakers for the basketball on the basketball side of things, at least. Um, 
Make sure you follow at Sneaker History and make sure you follow Robbie. You can follow him at R-A-H-B-E-E-702. You can find me at Nick Ingvall. And we appreciate y'all rocking with us. We'll catch you on the next episode. Peace. Later, Gators. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.